Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. There are thousands of amazing self-help books out there, but what happens when you're struggling at the moment and need help now? Well, my new book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, is your new go-to self-help book. I wrote it specifically for when you don't know how to overcome a challenge. Each chapter gives you a framework on how to tackle your situation. I help you focus on what already works for you. Your situation today may be different, but the emotions you're currently feeling, you felt them before, and you did something that helped you. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. This book is specifically written to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Purchase your book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. Once again, purchase Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook on Amazon or at your favorite bookstore. My guest today is Diane Pienta, a creativity mentor, healer, forest therapy guide, and author. As a former businesswoman, she was sparked by a cancer diagnosis to transform her life and explore alternative healing, herbalism, yoga, and meditation, leading to a new career in non-traditional ways of finding joy, inner peace, and creativity. In today's episode, we talk about her book, Be the Magic, Bite-Sized Nuggets of Wisdom to Feed Your Joy, Nourish Your Soul, and Open Your Heart. Welcome to Lifeology. Thanks so much, James, for having me. And thanks for what you're doing in the world, spreading this positivity. It's great. Oh, uh, I really appreciate that. I was, uh, when I was reading the information that was sent to me, I was like, what in the world is a force therapy guide? Oh, right. So many people ask me that. <laughs> so, <sure. laughs> so it's actually this um, burgeoning kind of um, uh, thing that it's, um, you know, a lot of times we go into nature. Nature is so healing. There's so many studies. We mm -hmm. know that it's good mm -hmm. for us. But so many times we go in and we're so much in our head, right? Like, so yeah. how many times have we taken a walk and we come out of it and to remember any tree, stone, you know, we're mm -hmm. just kind of rolling around of what's, you know, what happened yesterday or what do I have to worry about tomorrow? But there's so much magic that can happen. And just taking a walk in nature is great. You know, if you just do that, yeah. it's terrific. But a forest therapy guide will, bring people together in community and lead people in a series of invitations of really getting into your body, like really experiencing mm. nature through all of your senses in this very embodied mm. way. And it can take us into what we call the liminal state. So you're not, you know, you're not in your mm -hmm. everyday mind, but you're also yeah. not in your, you know, kind of tranced out either. You're, you're present but you're also like hyper, hyper aware of everything that's going on. And the, you know, the beautiful part is that you're also in community. So you're experiencing it on your own, but mm. then you're coming together and you're sharing. And there's, if you want, there's no requirement for that, but it's so, sure. it's so rich. And a lot of people say, why do you need a therapy guide to do that for a therapy guide to do that? But it's the same thing of doing yoga. Like if you can do yoga on mm, your own yeah. or you could do it in yeah. a class. And a lot of times there's that energy field that gets, um, yeah. That's gets generated. That's really interesting. I, I really like the fact that you're able to do that. I, one thing I always teach as well is I always tell people to go on a mindful walk. So a mindful walk is this form of mindfulness, of course. And so I have them really be mindful of their five senses. So to get out of their head. And so 
speak aloud. What do I see? So if I'm going on a walk, I see this tree, I see this leaf, I see this water. So really practice each of the five senses as you experience it. And then find that moment of stillness to try and experience it all at once. So after you practice each of the five senses and then incorporate that together in harmony and sit with that and, and really lose yourself in that, in the, the bliss, I suppose, of, of nature. So it's neat, really cool. We do the same thing and are yeah. different, but the same thing, the same concept. So it's, it's really cool. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I love that. Great. <laughs> now tell, tell me about this. So you unfortunately had a, had a cancer scare. Walk me through that. So you were a former business person. You were successful with that. And then you had the scare. What, what happened? Yeah, you know, I was um I was on kind of this traditional business path and it was going well. It was um you know, it was quote unquote successful. And but I always felt like there was something missing to it. You know, like there was always something like is this really yeah. what my soul is here to serve forward in the world? And um and you know, but I kept chugging along as we often do. And in my early 30s, I had a cancer diagnosis and it was this, mm. you know, it was this great wake up call because it actually led me to um, this is really ask these questions. What, like, what is my soul here to do? What's my, what's my purpose? What do mm. I love? Like, what do I really love and what yeah. do I want to do? And so, um, so I continued in business, but I also really made sure that I was like feeding my joy and exploring all kinds of healing modalities and things that I love. And I mm -hmm. think that's important because, you know, a lot of times we think that we have to kind of like shift our life completely immediately, you know, everything, but we yeah. can actually just kind of incorporate these things into our everyday life and then see where that actually, that leads us, you know, where the breadcrumbs lead us. And, um, fast forward about a decade later and I had this, I was dealing with parents who were, I call them the dying dementia and um, death dying and mm. dementia years. And maybe a lot of people have experienced that too. And yeah. so after that, along with like, you know, a lot of business um, uh, stress, I had adrenal burnout. And it was at that point that I just said, mm. you know what, I'm going to just take this time for me and explore all the things that I'm, all the things that make people thrive. What do people yeah. thrive? And so that really led me on my, on this whole wonderful wild ride that, that I've been lucky to be on. Wow. Congratulations. What inspired you to write the book, Be the Magic, Bite-Sized Nuggets of Wisdom, Diffuse Your Joy, Nourish Your Soul, and Open Your Heart? Well, you know, along that exploration, um, I kept getting this, um, I, what I, what I really found was that the universe is constantly sending us signals and guidance. And sometimes they're in the, in yeah. the form of like these bricks over the head that to lead us <laughs> to our joy. You know, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. You know, sometimes it's, it's like the, the challenging piece that yeah. we later say, Oh, that was just nudging me in a different direction. But yeah, we yeah. have these blinders that we have on. And so, um, you know, the book is about how to take off the blinders. And I don't know if you've experienced this, but you know, whenever, I always would get the exact wisdom from teachers or maybe random strangers or whoever exactly mm. when I needed it, like really exactly when I needed mm -hmm. it. And I kept a journal of those quotes and I started getting a little knocking from my soul that said, all right, this is helpful for you, Diane. It's helpful for other people. And so I yeah. leave in my own story and, um, you know, sometimes it's not always pretty, it's human, right? So it's, um, mm -hmm. you know, the challenges as well as, uh, you know, the beauty. And so, you know, that if when we take off the blinders, that's when we actually can see what's beautiful in the world, but also we mm. can really start to access our own gifts and what we're here to serve forward. It's not just about what it is about what brings us joy, but it's also about really unlocking our own magic so that we can serve that forward in the mm. world. Because that's really, you know, the happiest people are doing yeah. 
what is meaningful to them. They're leading a purposeful life. And so I really, you know, my, I'm all about helping people see their light and then serving it forward in the world. Yeah. What do you mean by uh, blinders? So I have an idea what that means, but what does that mean to you? Yeah. Well, you know, they can take a lot of different forms. I mean, most, uh, most often they take the form of um, rumination or worry. You know, it's the habitual patterns that we have that keep us from that, that keep us from really moving forward. You know, I'll give an example. Mm -hmm. I um, when I was in business and I was starting to do yoga and this was 20 something years ago and um, a bunch of people were going to go and do yoga teacher training. It was the six week thing. And I thought, oh, I would love to do that. And I thought, then I <laughs> immediately like all the reasons that I couldn't do that you know, and didn't do that, um, came about. And so it's those blinders that, um, yeah. of why, and it kind of keeps us very narrow versus like having this really expanded perspective and expanded mm -hmm. point of view and expanded sense of what's possible. And so, um, so that gives a little sense of what the blinders are. Yeah. And when we remove them, right, then all of a sudden so much is possible that just, that didn't seem possible before. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. I mean, I think that is something where we do become very limited. You know, we're used, we're taught to, we have so many routines, so many things in life. And so we just do it by rote and we don't really realize that things can be different. So if we want something different, we have to look at things different. We have to do something different. I always tell people just in, in something as simple as sit in a different place in your house. If you're trying to work through something and you're always sitting in the same place, well, sit in a different spot because you're literally seeing the world in a different way. And so those small little micro movements allow people to experience life in a, a different way way. Now, I want to transition into the, the word magic. That has different meanings for different people. What does that word specifically mean for you and for this book? Yeah, I would say, you know, magic for me is about having this like really deep peace and contentedness in our heart. And mm. it's, um, yeah. you know, so it's, and it's also seeing if there's a sense of wonder and awe that most people, most of us had, I would say maybe all of us had as kids and kids still have. It's that sense of wonder and yeah. what's beautiful and what's possible. And you know, when you look around, we live on an incredibly beautiful planet, but how often do we really see all like all of mm -hmm. that magic that's coming to us? And I would also say that we all come with our own unique brand of magic. It's different from mm -hmm. everybody else. And yeah. when we can access that, I mean, it's that it's that special gift. It's those special strengths, the combination of our strengths that combine with our life experience um, mm -hmm. that just allow us to do what we're supposed to be doing in a very unique way. And so when we can tap into that, that really, that makes life a lot, just a lot more fun. Yeah. And, and just that it sense does. of play and, and curiosity. You know, I think we've, we've lost the sense of play. Um, for many, for many adults, we've lost a sense of play. And so the yeah. idea is like, how do we, how do we get back? Like play is the highest form of learning. So there's so many different practices that we can do that, you know, just take, you know, think about what you love to do when you were little, like when you were four, five, six, seven years old, that you did naturally. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. see, okay, like how much are you actually doing that? I remember when somebody asked me that, and this was a sure. while ago, 
And I was like, oh, I used to climb trees. I mean, I was always in the trees. And then, you know, I wrote <laughs> letters. I loved to play music. I loved yeah. to dance. And I was like, how much am I actually doing that now? And That's so, fair. you know, and we could see that that can guide can guide our way in. Um, you know, yeah. another thing that I write about in the book is it's a little vignette called Jealousy is a Great Informer. And it actually talks about that oh. yoga, that yoga experience where I thought, oh, I didn't go to yoga. But then what I started doing, and this is really something for people to think about, I you know, I would start to critique other teachers' classes and I would say, oh, oh I could do, a, I could have taught a better class than that. But the truth is no one would know that, including me, because they <laughs> were out fair. there doing it and I wasn't doing it. Right. So I think <laughs> when we, fair. when we start to like, look and see, oh, what, and, and I think that's important yeah. even for, um, you know, when we, when our naysayers come in, like, right, if we're not pursuing our own joy, we can't actually mm -hmm. really cheerlead somebody else's joy. So as yeah. you're kind of on your path, you know, keep that, keep that in mind. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, you also talk about eight ways to find happiness by finding your strength. I'm looking through some things that you had sent me and like, oh, I want to, I want to ask all these questions. So yeah. what are these eight ways uh, to find happiness? Yeah. Um, well, I'll actually, um, get the book out but the um i wrote yeah. a i wrote a uh, um a vignette about a woman in north carolina who was at the folk school and she um she was going through a really acrimonious divorce like really a tough just a tough time and she got a court date that was like six months out and she was like oh the idea of sitting and waiting for this just was mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. just not tenable so on a whim she packed yeah. up her her van her camper van she didn't tell anybody, including her grown kids, where she was going. And she went to the John C. Campbell Folk School. And she went into the blacksmithing studio, literally for six months. Oh. And so, you know, when, it, so oh. when I look at, at, um, at how she kind of overcame this difficulty, because, you know, I think happiness, happiness is this, um, a lot of times people think, oh, when, you know, when, when the divorce goes through, then I'll be happy. When this happens, then mm -hmm. I'll be happy. But how do we cultivate it actually? in the midst of, you know, all these things are happening and how can I, how can I actually be happy? So, you know, one of the things is to do things, do something creative every, like every single day, even if it's yeah. find something, whatever that is for you, maybe for you, that's, that's podcasting. Or if you're not doing mm -hmm. something creative, just identify by something. And if you don't know, then try something. If you don't like it, do something else. Yeah. So yeah, being creative. Right. Yeah you know, doing something with your hands, yeah. you know, we're so, our ancestors all made everything, but we're so divorced from that. And so really getting back in and, <laughs> that's and doing, true. you know, yeah. like doing something with our hands one of my, is really tangible. Go yeah. Ahead. yeah. One of my favorite quotes is the last person in the race beats the person on the couch. So that was really, it's, it's kind of symbolic <laughs> with what we're saying here. The sense of do something different every single day. In fact, I was at Eleanor Roosevelt who said, do something every day that, that do something every day that Caught, that brings you fear like oh, I, I didn't say that. yeah that's basically you. overcoming yeah. fear do something yeah that scares you yeah so to overcome that and so i mean obviously a brilliant woman but that's such it's such a great um it's something great because you're constantly moving and growing and evolving and stretching and becoming a person that you were destined to be as opposed yeah. to you know a lot of times circumstances just cause us to to stay where we are so last person in the race beats person on the couch <laughs> i love that so what's the second? Love give me give me give me another version of that <laughs> yeah 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 um well that's I, I love what you were saying earlier too about interrupt the pattern. Cause that's, I actually read another vignette mm -hmm. about that, that talks about oh. like 
interrupt the, like really play the game, interrupt the pattern and look at all the ways. Like how yeah. do you, how do you usually walk to your coffee shop? Maybe try a different coffee shop. How do you, yeah. um, how do you write? Try just writing for 10 minutes with your non-dominant hand, you know, play, like play with it and see, see yeah. what other ways can you, can you shift? And, um, and there's a, there's a million ways, you know, how do you, what hand do you use to open the refrigerator? Try a different hand. And so all these things can mm. help us shift, um, shift our, our brains actually start to work in different ways. And it's one of the reasons we love yeah. travel so much because we're, you know, we're getting all this new sensory information yeah. and we're processing it. So we could yeah. live our lives like we're maybe on vacation and like, you know, oh, let's try a different <laughs> restaurant <good>. with some, <laughs> yeah, let's try yeah, a different exactly. restaurant instead of the usual. <laughs> From a psychological <laughs> approach, if you actually use your non-dominant hand when you're journaling, you actually access a different part of your brain, a different side of your brain. And so for an elementary versions of that, left side is creative, right side is, excuse me, left side is logical, right side is creative. So if you write with a different side, you're going to think it's slightly different. So it's not about, it's not about the, how well, how legible your handwriting is, but it's about as you write, you'll start to experience a different emotional pattern based off of what you're thinking about. So if you're journaling and you usually write with one hand, I'm left-handed, so I write this way. Uh, but if I'm working through something, I will write with my right hand and I may not be able to read it later, but it allows me to really be able to access different parts that may not be my, my default version of it. So that's something, you know, from a psychological approach, I, I highly endorse that as well. Yeah. Well, and I love what you say, because I've always been amazed at what comes through on my Don dominant hand. I'm like, who, who are you? Who, like, what? What just came through? That's funny. <laughs> you know, just some, from some a, good wisdom. Yeah. From a physiological approach too. And because I did yoga for years, I'm not a teacher like you, but, um, but that was one thing that I always practice. So it's like, if I cross my arms, I make sure that I cross them the other way too. And so it feels different, but it also, yeah. I realized doing it this way for so long as a kid, you know, my, the way my shoulders automatically move, but this way, those, those who can't see me, I'm crossing my arms and I'm switching the, the signs. But um, that is something where, you know, to practice that. Or um, if I usually, when I walk, I write with my, I walk with my right foot first. So I, sometimes I try and go with my left foot. And so I just, it's just, it's something just to be as um, symmetrical as possible in one's life is, you know, just like you're saying, to do things in a different way than you typically do, because it allows you to be a much more well-rounded person and much more mobile person, for lack of better words. Yeah. And I love what you're saying too, because it's all about moving your body, right? So like where your body goes, your mm -hmm. mind will follow. So if you yeah. are like, you know, just kind of hunched over, I mean, that sends a message to your brain that, oh, things are not so great, but you know, you can, you can shift out. I mean, really like shifting into happiness is shifting our energy. So we can literally like, if you put your hand up, so for those of you who can't see me, I'm raising my hands up above my head and that it's very hard. One time I was having an argument with my husband. And so I just started doing this and it was just impossible <laughs> to keep it going. I just kind of, you know, fell down laughing instead. And I'm so, sure. you know, even like our habitual ways of interacting with people and speaking are locked mm -hmm. in our body. So when we can unlock our body, mm. one of the ways like dancing, if you like to dance, is just a, a great way to move. But there's, however yeah. you like to move, just move, like move your body, move the, move the energy out and, and into different yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, we only have a few more minutes, but and for those of you, when you purchase this book, you'll, you'll read all the different vignettes in the eight ways to find happiness uh, by finding your strength. What, what's the mission of this book? What, what are you hoping to accomplish when people read it? Yeah. You know, when I was looking at that, I thought, 
you know, as writers, we often like we write because we have a story inside of us. And then we start mm -hmm. to think, okay, what is my, what is my goal with this? And my goal is for people to find a sense of belonging to themselves yeah. and a sense of peace. And right now, you know, something like one out of every two people say that they're lonely, say that they, they don't feel like they belong, that there's a disconnectedness. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, epidemic portion. And yeah. when we can access, you know, and do these practices in a way that is playful yet potent, it mm -hmm. brings us back to ourselves and it brings us back to our joy and what I keep saying, what we came here to do, because that, you know, once we have that, um, that really informs our relationships, you know, our community. And that's another um, informer of having a really rich, happy life. Um, it really informs, it informs how we, we move in the world and it, it, it informs our confidence. And so, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things I said is I, I'm, I, I'm liking scattering seeds of peace with this book. Mm -hmm. And and I like, I like that. that it's playful. Right now, I think we have so much coming in with so much media and so much, um, so much distraction. So I wrote the book in a way that you yeah. can literally just open to any page, read a vignette. You don't have to read it straight through. And I like to say, just pick it up and say, what piece of wisdom wants to connect with me today? Oh, mm. I do that too. And I think, yeah. oh, it's exactly what I needed. <laughs> now, does it have to be read front to back or can you read it, um, just pick and choose whatever you want? Yeah, just it's the vignettes are short, so they're maybe three or four pages long, and they you literally can just open to a page like a tarot deck, you know, just open to any page and see which oh, wisdom cool, yeah. wants to connect <laughs> with you. Yeah, so um, it's an it's an easy read that way. I also think yeah, that um, you know one of the things I would say to people is that reading, and I think we all know this, but reading something. You know, we say, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a good idea. But actually putting them into practice gets them, like yes. embodies the positive rituals. So encourage you to pick something that actually sparks your interest. No shoulds here. So if you're like, oh, I should do that. No, discard that. And mm. Pick something that is like, oh, I think I want to do that. And then commit to it for a while and see what happens. Yeah. Well, on average, it takes six to six times for people to do something to become a habit. So it may sound like a lot, but it's really not because we do those things all the time. And so six to six times can be like within a couple of days. <laughs> but the point is, is that just trying something. I always tell people it's if you want to try something new, focus simply on standing up. Because as humans, we like to be as sedentary as possible. So instead of the whole process of people saying, I want to go for a walk or I want to do this or that, instead of thinking about the whole event, just simply say, let me just focus on standing up from wherever I'm sitting. Because once you stand up, you are committed. That's energy that you've used. And now you have, as soon as you stand, it creates more energy. And then you want to need to do something with that energy. So just really focus on the first 20 seconds of any event. You'll bypass that. And then that'll launch you to be able to do whatever else you need to do. That is so brilliant. And, you know, in positive psychology, we have one quote that says, just do one dish, like just go to the sink <laughs> and do one dish. And it's that action yeah. of, you know, and also yes. getting in the elements of water. So I love what you're saying. Just stand up. And it says to your whole body that, okay, we're doing something different now. <laughs> yeah, and, um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I write a little vignette about that too, called um, the hardest part is getting started. And for a lot of people, uh -huh. it is. You know, like, like yeah, actually taking that step. And so, and breaking it down into little pieces, you know, a lot of times we think that we have to, um, oh, I really want to change so much about my life, but you know, you can look and say, what would make my life 2% better today or 5% yeah. better? And then just make a list of, you know, 20 things that you love to do. 
And then mm. when you find yourself stuck, just have your list near you and say, oh, yeah, I forgot that I love to do X. You know, yeah. I, I play the fiddle. And I also, I, I oh. always say, oh my gosh, I, who has time to play the fiddle? I'm so busy, but it's hanging on my wall. And I remember sometimes just playing literally for three minutes, literally like three minutes a day shifts me. Yeah. I can't be unhappy and doing that at the same time. So like fear and love cannot exist at the same time. So, and when we do That's what we true. love, we're filled with love. You know, it actually brings in yes. that energy and the quality of love and the quality of play. It's an, and those are energies. So when we're actually like calling those in, then we're yeah. filled with them. And then, and then that gives us a different energy to, to do, to think more creative thoughts, to be in an expanded viewpoint, a perspective mm -hmm. gives us creative solutions. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll have, unfortunately have to end, end our session today. So if my viewers and listeners want to find out more information about you, Diane, and to purchase your book, Be the Magic, Bite-Sized Nuggets of Wisdom, to feed your joy, nourish your soul, and open your heart, where will they find this information online? Yeah, um, you can uh, go to my website. It's Diane Pienta. I'll spell that. D-I-A-N-E-P-I-E-N-T-A dot -E -E com. And uh, there's links there. You can find it on Amazon, all of the online channels. And I also say I'm a big fan of independent bookstores. So um, you could always ask your independent bookstore to order you one if they don't already have it in, in stock. Mm -hmm. And you could also find me on Instagram, Diane Pienta Magic. Wonderful. My viewers and listeners also know that if you can't find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I'll link you with, with Diane Pienta and her book, Be the Magic, Bite-Sized Nuggets of Wisdom. Defeat your joy, nourish your soul, and open your heart. Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest today. Thank you so much, James. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.